Hi, hi, hi. Welcome back to another episode of Pillow Talks with Gigi. <laughs> Don't ask me why I did it like that, but yeah. Um, so today, in today's topic, we're going to be talking about the emotions and just kind of the walking through what it feels like being the only black person in a particular environment, whether that be school workplace um events you're hosting um events you're attending whatever it may be just kind of you know walking through the motions but i think more more specifically in this particular episode anyway we'll be talking about what has i been what it's like being a black person in a white um majority school i don't know how i'm going to specifically title it to kind of encompass what i'm going to say um but suppose i think of something so yeah let's get straight on to it yeah okay so i think i in in another episode i talked about or i mentioned the whole how i saw something on tiktok that said something like um for black parents who think that putting your children through a white school is flexing it's not um and I can't remember what episode it was. I can't remember what I was talking about. But anyway, we're going to retouch upon that particular TikTok um, video. And it's true because a lot of um, black parents, African parents seem to think that t- saying to somebody or putting your child through a predominantly white school is... is um like a merit is like an award that you are winning like it's i mean it should be more focused on then again the the um schools that tend to be rated high uh just kind of have you know tend to have more um caucasian people more white people in them anyway but anyway so is a thing of being aware being um was it discerning when your child is going through a predominantly white school because and they're black because even if they're half caste because they can still go through these things as well um it may not be it depends on whether you are it may not be to the to the same extent as somebody who is you know dark um but they still have um they still go through uh you know what do you call it microaggressions and things like that as well what was it like for me let's go from there and we'll work our way down so i think i was to mention this as well i can't remember where i mentioned it i mentioned it somewhere maybe i didn't end up posting it but when i first came um to to primary school i think i attended two different primary schools because we moved so when i first came to the uk i attended one primary school in kind of the outskirts of the city that i'm in and then we moved more inside of the city and then i attended the primary school that was um around or that is around uh, where we were where we live in so 
I was very wanting to fit in. I just I wanted to fit in, uh, so I would <laughs> I would make up some incredible stories of you know kind of I don't even know how to explain it. It was just kind of like somebody would be asking. I would I'd be in a particular situation and people um my friends people that I would be um hanging around with during break times and lunch times would be asking me oh why am I scared of it or why am I acting that particular way and I may not necessarily know why I'm acting that particular way so I would just make up the craziest stories and it would be um piggybacking off of the stereotypes of um of how uh, some people view um us um as Africans how we live question unquote in Africa whichever part in Africa you may be living in so <laughs> I remember this one particular story about birds I think it was in, in particularly pigeons and I think I was just kind of scared of them or I was acting in a funny way um I think I was kind of milking it too but we're never <laughs> down that road so something happened and I think they were over they were just being very um like oh what's wrong type thing but it was like I didn't I don't know how to explain it it was just very much it was too much it was not unnecessary like it was nice that they were being um sympathetic but it just felt like it was a bit extra so we were outside i remember we were outside i don't i don't know if it was like a sports day we were doing or just the normal lunchtime and i remember sitting on the grass because there was two different fields on opposite ends um of the playground and they were quite big too so i remember sitting on the biggest field and just kind of looking up i don't know what i was doing so they were asking what's wrong and then i don't know how we even got into the topic of birds i think it was the reason why i was on the floor in the first place but so basically my story that i made up was that when i was back in africa i when i was walking um across the hot hot desert plain land type um area to get to school you know one time i fell over scraped my knee and then (sighs) and then as i was sat there um hugging my knee in pain and you know flesh the fleshy underneath was was um, exposed in the hot sun <laughs> that some kind of small the small version of vultures were kind of circling around me and um, picking at my opened <laughs> my scraped skin oh days i have the craziest of imagination like yeah so basically that was the, the story one of the stories that i had I, I had kind of made up and i made it up on the spot as well <laughs> as it was coming i was just saying so yeah that happened and i it, and as crazy and as absurd as the story was i was just trying to do it to to fit in and thinking about it now that's mm, that's not really fitting in is it you know it's like 
no okay and another one <laughs> so there was a time when um we would get a lot of mini tornadoes in our school so you know where the the wind just kind of picks up uh some leaves when it, it's around autumn time um some leaves that fall on the floor and just kind of be twirling around in, in a whirlwind so there'll be there was a time when it was like pretty was it a one day thing or throughout the week i can't remember but there's that i think it was throughout the week actually because um i remember the one of the days i i told them that oh um <laughs> uh i know i know how to make the will um the leaves do what it's doing like have that mini whirlwind and i think i would like just kind of look at it and pretend i'm doing something in my head and then there'll be times when it'll be whirling or when it will stop or things like that just out of like coincidence or just so happened to happen and they were like i think i remember them asking me um how i did it or something like that and i was like oh my mom told me how to do it yes you know all these stereotypes just i don't even know where i got these stereotypes from i'm sure i would have heard it from somewhere because that is what i was piggybacking off of oh my days so i was like yeah my mom taught me how to do do this um make the leaves twirl around like that and they were like oh we want to learn too can you ask your mom to teach us and i was like yeah yeah sure yeah even though in my head even at that young age i was like my mom ain't gonna do squat because i'm lying <laughs> and and i remember um they were like oh when when you're going home tell your mom and then i managed to kind of escape it i think i managed to escape it or ugh, i can't remember how i managed to escape it once and then the next day they were like oh um where you mom? oh yeah where your mom comes to pick you up you know to remind her that um or tell her that we want to learn too so when it came to it they were there waiting for me and when i came to school the next day they waiting for me my mom was like talking to a teacher i believe and i was talking with them and they were like oh to your mom to your mom now to your mom now um because we, we want to learn too and i can't remember how i managed to get out of that particular situation but that's all i remember that's that's where the experience stops it's such a crazy thing because all these fabricated stories of things that i knew how to do quote unquote or things that i experienced back in africa quote unquote was just all fabricated you know and all formed from stereotypes that um people had of where i was born where i come from and my culture now moving on to secondary school you know where a lot of things happen and it's just like the foundation of moving to university because university even more happens anyways let's just stick with secondary school first (sighs) so um where do i even begin i think with um secondary school you know you're going into your teenage um years and you know in those teenage years there's a lot that's been thrown at you a lot of influences a lot of people kind of telling you what you should and shouldn't do and you're still trying to find yourself and finding finding yourself and knowing what you enjoy what you don't enjoy what 
pushes your buttons what you know makes you upset and what triggers you for different things etc 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 just kind of finding yourself in general so it was a thing of the clash of cultures i know a lot of you have experienced and for my black viewers watching have experienced or i've heard from other people um the phrase too black for my white friends and too white for my black friends that was kind of that was kind of me and just the kind of that clash of cultures of the british culture that i was growing up in but also my um black culture i say black but that's such that's such a um enveloping term because there's different cultures within the said black culture there's the Ghanaian, caribbean um Cameroonian, I believe that's how you pronounce it. Um, Jamaican, South African, Nigerian, etc. You know, different, different, even within those different uh, countries, there's different cultures within that. Um, anyway, I'm not going to go deep into it. So basically, just my heritage, where I was, where I was born, my culture. So that clash of the cultures, knowing, you know, because you know how some 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 people be acting with their parents, some British, I'm just gonna say British people be acting um in regards to how they treat treat their parents, and you watch them and you'll be like, mm, I can't do that. That's not in my, that's not the way I've been brought up, that's not my culture, you know. Um, you know, calling parents by their first name and all that stuff, even though there are some um black families who kind of um would you say want their children to do that to kind of build a certain kind of i keep saying kind of a lot to build a certain um character in them so yeah there was the clash of cultures there was the two black from my um white friends to white from my black friends and just trying to understand how to fit in and but always feeling left out always feeling like um you didn't fit in at all and you know what's so crazy is that i was so used to being around um white people that i just didn't not like i didn't see my color but i didn't i just kind of forgot that i was black basically um and it, i think it's the thing of it switched so when i came back home like i remembered oh yeah you know i'm black but whenever i went to school it was just like i don't know it just seems to be a switch for me that just kind of happened i kind of cultivated that without really realizing it and i remember distinctly one day i think i was in year nine or maybe year 10 i can't remember which year and i was on the bus home i believe or maybe also to school i don't know but i just remember being on the bus i just sit in there because i'm always thinking i was in my head in my own little world at the same time i was looking around and um, seeing what's going on around me but i remember thinking and just kind of listening to everybody around me and just thinking oh my days i'm black <laughs> but like i mean it makes me laugh now but like to have gone for so many years and not i mean it didn't really phase me or i just didn't really notice it up until that time 
and I'm not entirely sure what really triggered it. I think it was just the time when people went out only just starting to kind of I don't know how to explain it. I don't know what it was. But I just remember thinking and for I think for that week I was just like it was just something that was very predominant in my mind like I am in a predominantly white school and I am practically the only black person here especially when I'm on the bus like like I just felt like like a like a um a dot on a piece of white white paper like I just felt so just so kind of like surrounded and not knowing what to do <laughs> and it's just that thing of let me just go back to the thing of um feeling excluded feeling like you just don't belong um let's take for example what do you call that thing sleepovers yeah um always having being invited to sleepovers but not being able to go um parties as well not being able to go um especially because obviously i come from a um a faith-filled godly household so sleepovers um parties no 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 it got to the point where my friends were like oh you know oh you're christian so i can't invite you it wasn't a thing of like it wasn't like a salty type of thing but they were just acknowledging that i would invite you but obviously you're a christian you don't do these types of things so i can't invite you type thing so, so yeah you know just kind of feeling like left out because the next day people will be talking about the party or the sleepover that they went to and you know, the things that happened etc and just be like yeah cool <laughs> cool all right and it also didn't help because i'm somebody who's very i'm a very preserved preservative i just like my personal space man (laughs) um so and it takes a while for me to allow anybody into my personal space and just kind of be comfortable with them and it takes even longer to be to get to the point where you know i consider you a friend or i consider you a close friend or a best friend things like that um if I even consider you a friend and not just an acquaintance or somebody I just have to, you know, work with or be around as a result of school, work, event, etc. So yeah, that didn't help either because I just really didn't like it's not it's not like I didn't really like mingling with people. I just didn't do it because nah. And it's funny because as um preserved as I was, as I am especially then a lot of people always seemed to know who i was like they always knew my name and obviously people will be talking you know how gossip can be like but it's like people are that don't know above another in the above years were like talking and with below years that kind of makes sense because obviously my siblings are all younger than me so you know their friends etc etc so but yeah just everybody teaches students etc just kind of new but yeah kind of got digressing so i think for me i always felt like i had to do something to fit in whether that being making fun of somebody or roasting somebody or um i don't know just kind of 
participated in different activities in school just to kind of feel like I somewhat fit in but still not feeling not feeling like I fit in at all and part of it yes was to do with the clash of cultures and not being able to do certain things just because of the way I have been brought up but also I think a big majority of it and I didn't really realize it then but you know looking back I can see uh, a good chunk of it is more so to do with the way that God has been is shaping me um and where he is calling me to and kind of my purpose um you know when you're in a certain category you can't do some of the things that you see other people around you doing just because your direction in life is not in the same direction as them and you trying to do what they do will kind of hinder slow down um you know your progress and what it is that you're supposed to be focusing on so a big part of it was just because of where God was taking me and who I knew God wanted me to be, but I was just not ready, ready for it because I just like being in the background, just like observing, being, you know, just, just not being noticed, but that never seemed to happen because I was always noticed in school, which was a frustrated, but yeah, anyways, let's move on. Um, yeah, so that was, that was another part of it. I don't know how did you how did you feel and i'm talking to obviously my black viewers um not viewers black listeners how did you feel growing up in a majority if that's if you did growing up in a majority um in a a white majority school i'm trying to find the right english um word phrasing for it i don't know why that's not joining in my head but how was it feeling growing up because I feel like even going through um because I went through from around year six maybe say late second half of year six all the way up onto about year 13 I want to say I went through a that that's that season was a season of just kind of going through depression without realizing it and it was something that developed um over time it wasn't something that just from year six bam you know it just kind of developed and grew and became the depression so a lot of the memories that i have i still don't really quite recall or it's a bit fuzzy just because I shot out a lot during those times I shot out a lot and I think I'll talk about I kind of have sort of talked about it on my Instagram page but I suppose I can go into it again I, I can do it now but let me yeah anyway let me just go in order so yeah shut out a lot so um as i came out of it and ha- as god was healing me from from um that um, i started to recall s- certain things from my past um certain things that i experienced certain things that i kind of brushed off that um as normal but wasn't actually normal um in terms of not just race um wise but also just me um and the way that i approach different um 
situations in throughout um, that period of time so there's still quite a lot there it's a bit fuzzy for me um but it's 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 a gradual process guys okay so let me just quickly run through that i think i've talked about so many times now that it's a bit like but yeah so a lot of things kind of contributed to um to starting and also developing the the depression that i went through and i know one of it was just to to do with being in a different environment from what i'm used to and feeling like you you don't fit in but not having someone around you to to kind of guide you through that process and just to kind of help you to sort through a lot of thoughts that um that you know you go through as a black person in a predominantly white school and not really having anyone to talk to because obviously i'm the oldest in my family so there's no one above me to kind of like discuss these things with and just kind of you know help me to say okay this is valid it's not really um you're thinking too much about this this is not your thoughts um this is uh negative thoughts that you don't need to continue to water and allow it to grow in you so rebuke that and let's move on um <laughs> so yeah just, just i remember um in year six i was on the playground and there's this like sign this, like a welcome sign um that kind of says the name of the school and then the head teacher of the school um at the front gates of the of the school and i remember looking at in between that sign and the 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 floor which kind of had like gravel on it and the thoughts of oh nobody wants you nobody cares if you you know if you left this earth if you you were just to kind of disappear type thing nobody's going to nobody's going to know type thing so yeah so it was just and it was and i was just like kind of agreeing with those thoughts like oh yeah no one's gonna care i should just leave no one's gonna care about me type thing just that feeling of i don't fit in i don't belong here um oh i'm a burden um uh, type thing so the whole thoughts of nobody cares nobody um would even notice if you left that was the enemy me agreeing with those thoughts and saying yeah no one's gonna care i should just end my life right now that that those ones those thoughts were my thoughts but then a thought that was much quieter that said oh but what about your friends but what about your family they would be upset they would they would care if you were to leave this earth they would care if you were to run away or something you know that was god that was holy spirit i'm um, talking to me and 
back then i didn't know this i didn't know there was a, there was even such thing as a distinction between the different thoughts that you think in your head and that all that come up in your head well obviously as i've gone through my relationship with god and all that stuff i've begun to um get that knowledge as you know in the bible it says my people perish for a lack of knowledge um also a lack of understanding one of the two so yeah sorry i saw on the light there so that's what you heard um and i think there was a there was some strain <laughs> there's some strain going on in the family as well so that also contributed to it especially because i think it was was it around that time that we were between Um, around that time we were preparing to start the church that we that my parents now steward over um i think that's around the time where my because the events that led to my parents now stewarding the church that we have um was very was very interesting um i think it was an accident that my dad was in um that kind of led to us like leaving the church that we attended to um starting our own um obviously led by the holy spirit not just because we wanted to um so yeah there was a lot of things extreme going on things happening because from the accident to now starting the church and the toll that was taken aside from the work that my parents were doing and all that stuff there was a lot going on and you know how african parents can be sometimes when they not always knowing it um the way that they respond and react to certain reactions that children their children have so you know make it i don't know how to explain it guys it's just kind of making you feel like you shouldn't feel the way you feel from whatever situation that you may be going through or whatever may have happened you know you know how they can you know give you a nice loving hard tap and tell you (laughs) not to cry um even though it's an emotion that happens when somebody you know gives you a loving hard tap when somebody lays their hands on you But yeah, so moving forwards, and then it got to the point where I think I entered year seven. It was a whole different secondary school, was a whole different ball game to primary school. Um, and again, being the the only there, there was a few years where I was the only black person within that school until my my siblings came or other um, black children um will attend but not always for a long period of time only for a short period of time and i used to make me question why but i think i kind of know now anyway so um as i was going through secondary school i became more closed off um built that wall that brick wall around me um the light started to dim because of the you know how you have the igloo yeah i kind of built that kind of thing around me just to kind of close off everything because include especially when it came to the beginning stages of the church that we and we and my parents are steward 
again with his aunts and uncles the way that they would just really deal with us yeah just i know i say humans how make mistakes but sometimes people actually take it too far they actually take the mic so even with with the hurts that they would do you know my reaction and my thing was to protect myself close myself off um stop feeling because you know you're told not to feel sometimes an african household um and not necessarily always told sometimes just the way that parents can um, react to a situation can cause you to um feel like you can't feel um you can't react you can't no you know you can't just have emotions as a result to certain situations so i blocked all emotions off and didn't i just became nonchalant i just literally became a a, a empty shell that walked around and had to do what i had to do and would just go back to my room which just kind of yeah crawl in a ball and then also deal with the thoughts that happened that i would be hearing from the enemy in my mind you know those suicidal thoughts and things like that <laughs> and it was a thing of where i would dread when night fa- um, falls when it was time to go to bed because me meant everyone would be asleep the place would be quiet and i'd be left alone with my thoughts alone with the thoughts that circled around in my mind and i'll be up until 2 3 a.m in the morning just trying to battle these thoughts and try to go to bed it was it was a battle for for all those years as it was really 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 hard for me to be able to actually sleep i couldn't sleep and i remember writing a i wasn't really expecting a piece but I, sometimes I really had to just write it down because it it was too much and I remember I think I put it within my because I did I, did, I eventually did a spoken word piece on um, depression just kind of my experience with it so I think I did write it in but I can't remember but I remember the words of um something about nursing a baby that won't sleep or and, and referring it to the bags under my eyes pools of water referring that to the bags under my eyes something around, around like those like those i can't remember how i phrased it but anyways yeah so it was hard and it got to the point where i think i started to read a lot of novels and a lot of fantasy novels um for those of you who remember or maybe you still do read um books from wattpad yeah wattpad was like my 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 bestie i'll find um fantasy um going to the fantasy genre um romance teen romance all of that stuff and i just be reading and reading and reading and there was some really gripping like there was some really good stories in there you know and I'd be reading to all manners um, of, of of hours in the in the morning and sleep for a short amount of time before having to wake up and then go back to the school which I just dreaded going to and not really enjoyed at all. It was a lot. 
um i don't know there's still a lot that i went through that i'm still a bit hazy on and i think it's gonna take some intervention from somebody who can help me kind of like draw out those memories that i've buried and it's just kind of dusty now but yeah i just went through all a lot of that stuff and i think the spoken word piece that i did just kind of sums it up ever so slightly because there's so much more that i went through that i'm sort of struggling to really remember and really be able to articulate for people uh, yeah so that happened it's only when i came to university that i really understood what it is i was going through and I, it really dawned on me that it isn't normal it isn't it isn't something that you should be going through it's it isn't a part of the uh, your teenage years that's not normal um and i think i don't know where i've talked about this i think i've talked about it on my ig again um igtv one of my igtvs i can't remember but i i i remember um when i did that spoken word piece that was kind of like my testimony to people um and it was so hard for me to do and i didn't want to do it but i was led by the holy spirit saying this something i do have to do so i did reluctantly but i did it um shaking in my boots but i did it and i remember coming to do the testimony in um the church that my parents steward and telling myself throughout university that i'm not going to to tell them uh, to give that testimony because I just don't think that it's going to be received the same way that it it, it um, is or was received um, in my year church university. So when I did end up doing it, I felt so guilty, so so ashamed of a testimony that I was so... And it's so funny because some people will make you feel like your testimony is more of a burden and something to be ashamed of than than something to be rejoicing over and be happy about especially if it's something you've been praying about and something you've been struggling um with and god has helped you through it so when i did it i felt like i was kicking myself um about it because i was like i shouldn't have shared it i shouldn't have shared it why did I do it? Because people kind of looked at me, felt a bit uncomfortable, didn't really know what to say type thing. And I was like, I don't need your pity. I don't need you to be sorry for me. <laughs> you don't know what I had to go through. You weren't there. You didn't walk in my shoes. You didn't walk with me. I don't need your pity because you weren't there when I needed somebody to be there. You were too busy because there was a lot of people who were busy doing yama yama to my family but um, where did we go there <sighs> i didn't say it for a pity party i didn't say it for you to come in um for a council session or anything like that. just just leave me alone you know just just 
just let it go if you know you're going to be awkward about it if you know you're going to say something that you might say something that is just not going to make sense and not going to sound right just don't do it just don't do it don't make it more awkward than it needs to be you know what i'm saying i remember when i was doing it that particular testimony at my at the church my parents do it um and crying and somebody asked if I was crying because I was afraid. Another person asked if I was crying because I was upset. And me kind of being the people please that I was, because I am not that anymore, and I am learning how to really separate myself from that. I said yes to both. But I remember going back into my little corner in my room and just kind of thinking about the day and thinking about what happened. And thinking about the, those two questions and saying, thinking to myself, and saying to myself, no. Because I did say before I did the testimony that, oh, I'm a bit shy, I don't really like, you know, speaking in front of people, so bear with me. But I've never cried as a result of it. I've been in front of people numerous of times from primary school up, up until now. I've always done some kind of thing in front of people. So i'm somewhat used to it even though i still shake when i you know have to do something i'm somewhat used to it i've never cried as a result of having to perform or minister or do anything in front of anybody or present in front of people so no i did not cry because i was afraid and i think that really irritated me was the question of did you cry because you were upset or because you were ashamed of the testimony and no i did not crying because i was ashamed of my testimony i was only ashamed afterwards after going through the way people kind of were trying to walk on eggshells around me even though i was fine i had healed i had gone through that process with the right kind of people surrounded by the right kind of people and it's the thing of you know the whole the word depression anxiety such a stigma in the black community and it's something that just needs to it happens it happens you know and although i wish it didn't i've gone through it i've learned and i'm so much stronger as a result of it and i'm and i'm in the position to be able to help other people as a result of it but to answer both of those questions I cried I cried out of relief and joy I cried as a it was a means or a means means mean of releasing everything that was pent up on the inside of me it was just kind of that relief moments that's phew wow that kind of sigh moment for me it was it was the breaking of me having or thinking that i had to be perfect and that 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 mirage and that that mask of perfection just kind of being pulled from me being broken kind of like the the curtain on the temple in the bible um it was a release that it was that finally moment 
you know and it's the same thing and it's things like that that you know people will look at you and look at the things that you do and they're so quick to and sometimes the situation may look in that way that will make them think in that way but they're so quick to judge you and and say oh you're doing this because of this or you're doing that because of that but not realizing that not necessarily who you don't know me i i barely open up to people as it is so how can you come and tell me that when i uh, tell me the reason why i did something that i did when it's me that did it and i'm learning to not accept what people think of me um or think of the way the reason as to why i do certain things or make certain decisions and just to know that yet yeah, i know why i did what i did and just not to be irritated or feel like i have to explain myself to somebody else even because they don't understand or they've got it all wrong sometimes it's necessary to have to explain or just kind of tell them but a lot of the times it's just a hey i just no i know what i did i know why i did it sometimes i just i can't say anything because i'm still going through the process and things like that yeah it's just (sighs) it's funny because i feel a lot more freer if that's the right english to say to talk about this on the internet or back in my youth church and i do in the church that my parents do it and that's for a variety of reasons to be quite honest um but because this podcast is actually longer than i really intended it to be i'm not going to go into it and i look back and every time i think about it and kind of get snippets of reminders of what i went through i'm so grateful because that could have ended in me being six feet under the ground in me being in a place much with 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 suffering much worse uh, you know unimaginable and unimaginably worse than what i was going through but i thank god that he brought me out of it that even within that period you know he was speaking to me in that still small voice he was guiding me he was walking me through in those times where i felt like i was alone i wasn't alone and it reminds me of that footprint in the sand um poem um that we have posted i think you can get it on online as well but yeah we have it in our in our house i think like twice in different places in those times when i looked back and i only saw one pair of footprints it was god or it was jesus carrying me on his shoulders and it was getting me through when i just felt so weak and yeah didn't want to continue so i'm gonna leave with this closing remark no matter how hard life gets no matter how scary and turbulent no matter how much the waves may crash at your boat and it may feel like Jesus is sleeping or how 
how quickly you may feel like you're drowning and Jesus is just kind of floating on the water or standing on the water staring down at you keep on going keep on moving even in those times when you don't feel like you can you know there were times when I'd be praying to God like God I need strength I need strength to continue because I can't need your help to continue because i don't feel like i can and there are times when i pray that prayer and it feels like nothing's happened but you know i still keep going i still keep keep on going keep on doing what the things that the things i need to do so yeah it may not make sense now you may not even be able to see that light at the end of this tunnel but just keep on persevering because you don't know what's going to come out of you you don't know the kind of fruit and the, the the plants is going to be grown or birthed as a result of what it is that you're going through and i've talked about this in previous episodes you know what you've gone through or what you're going through gives you that empathy gives you that position to be able to reach back and pick someone else out or few other people out from that dark pit to that dark cave that dark environment to and bring them back bring them out into the light you know be able to understand what it is they're going through and be able to speak directly to that thing that is troubling them that roots to to speak directly to that root um that has grown in their life or that seed that's been planted in their life because you've gone through so you know exactly um where the shoe is pinching so to speak and it's not easy life isn't easy uh, humans don't make it any easier i've told god before lord god if i was you trust me nobody would be on this earth including myself and i do say that including myself nobody will be on this earth including myself because uh, humans yeah they're interesting people incredible interesting people but keep on going because it's necessary absolutely necessary so I'm going to end it here because people are trying to interrupt my little session. Um, and thank you guys for listening. If you've made it this far, I will see or you will hear me in my next episode. Bye.